the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for all the info you need to make yourself a smarter, better. NBA, college basketball, and the NHL, they got you covered on all the sports. Just go to BetQL.com, promo code SGP30. That's BetQL.com, promo code SGP30 for 30% off. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports bettors providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you never miss a pick. SportsGamingPodcast.com slash BTV. That's SportsGamingPodcast.com slash BTV. And finally, we're brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG betting that's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com, promo code SGP, for a free $10 bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com, promo code SGP. Welcome, everybody, to NBA Gambling Podcast on the Locker Room. Thanks for joining today, Friday, February 26th. It's, uh, if you're listening to this after the fact on the podcast feed, it is noon Eastern Standard Time. So uh, double check to see if any news has changed uh, since we've talked about our picks and previews. Uh, make sure to subscribe to NBA Gambling Podcast on Apple and Spotify. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Ryan McKee. Let's get going. Charlotte's at Hornets. I'm seeing a total of 233. I am seeing a spread right now of Warriors minus six. I think that's the highest total on the slate tonight. Um, wanted to throw this out there. Charlotte are the worst team at defending three-pointers. They're giving up the most points on three-pointers to opponents over the last three games, and they're second worst overall this season. So I like a huge Steph Curry night tonight. What do you think about that, Munaf? Yeah, um, Steph's been playing really well, man. And I know we've talked about uh, over and over again about trying to avoid these um, – trying to avoid the big-name players, but I don't think the market's adjusting for Steph Curry, so – um, yeah, like you mentioned, he should have a big game tonight as far as shooting the ball. Uh, like you mentioned, Charlotte, the worst at defending the three-point line. Currently, I'm seeing um, Steph Curry at five and a half at even money for three-point shots made and uh, 29 and a half, um, a little juice on the over for his points tonight. So the only concern I do have is is that uh, Charlotte is one of the better defenses at defending the point guard position. Um, they're only giving up 20 and a half points, uh, at that spot. So, um, I'll just be careful with some curry prop tonight. Oh, okay. Good to know. Good to know. I was just kind of focusing on the, the three pointers they give up, but, uh, I didn't think about the uh, overall guarding of the point guard. Uh, I mean, this has got to be, I, I do like the Warriors tonight, even minus the points. Charlotte may be coming off. I mean, coming off of a big win on Phoenix uh, against Phoenix on Wednesday, maybe this is a little bit of a letdown game. Not sure. Uh, however, I think this is the healthiest the Warriors have really been all season. They're only missing uh, Chris and uh, Thompson on the 
injury report. And uh, so I do like them there. I don't know. Zach, what do you think of this game, Hornets Warriors? Yeah, uh, I just uh, just jumped in. So good to be with everybody. Um, I think the Warriors have quietly, like you said, McKee, they've been getting healthy. And I think I'm, I'm trying to pull up the stats right here. But I think in their la- last 15 games, they've been a top 10 team by net rating, starting to really get positive in that respect. So I would probably uh, think, you know, it's a good number. I, I like the Warriors potentially throw that money line, maybe in some parlays later in the show. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of both these teams, as you guys know. So. I think the the one angle I'm looking at in this game is LaMelo Ball. I don't know if you guys have touched on this yet. Over 31 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Um, he's been averaging 27 and 6 in his last 10 games. And you have the revenge angle here with, uh, I know these teams have played once before, but the Warriors, remember, passed on LaMelo Ball to take James Wiseman. I think this is going to be a big game for him. He's really been a stud, and you have some backcourt uh, injuries to go along with it that have given him a bigger role, so. I like Lamelo in this game, and I would probably lean with the Warriors minus the six, but would rather just use them as a money line parlay leg. How's that? Yeah, no, I I like that. I like that. Um, and you've been a big proponent of the Hornets all season, so the fact that you are picking against them uh, says something. And I, I do like your Lamelo take definitely. I think that he gets up for this game uh, against Steph. One of the other props that. Uh, Jake in our SGPN Slack channel throughout was LaMelo over two and a half threes. Uh, the Warriors are right in the middle of the pack against defending against three pointers. However, does LaMelo try to match Steph tonight? I can kind of see that coming from him. Any thoughts on that, Zach? Yeah, I could see that. I do want to throw out the stat that I had. Last 15 games, Warriors are number one in the NBA in defensive rating, and they are fifth in the NBA in net rating. That's over their last 15 games. And they're, they're only eight and seven in those games, but the advanced metrics kind of bear out the turnaround angle we've been saying. Um, yeah, I could see LaMelo getting up some threes. He definitely looks really m- much more comfortable with that pull-up jumper that he's getting in transition. So, you know, he can have a couple of those looks uh, getting up and down the floor here. So, you know. It's all about it's all about attempts, right? When you bet that three point prop, like we like the Malik Beasley because he's getting up ten shots a game. You just don't know if Lamella will have it going or what the confidence level will be. So I, I would rather stay away from that, probably. Yeah, I hear that. Um, Munaf, any other uh, player props for Hornets Warriors? Uh, no, nothing. Just what I did mention. I know these two uh, two teams got together. Um, Thing last week where we had that uh, Draymond Green uh, technicals that kind of cost them the game. So um, uh, I, I think I like the angle of Draymond Green playing well tonight. Just I feel like that he may owe it to his team to play well tonight against the Hornets because he was the reason that they lost that game um, against Charlotte last week. So that might be another angle to look at. Hey, Man. boys. I just got my tax returns. I want to put a four-game parlay down tonight on NBA. What, what, what's the best for me? Uh, what's up, Bucks After Dark? What's yeah. up, boys? And we're just getting started. Uh, four-team parlay. Um, I would. I mean, Zach already threw out that he likes the Warriors money line in a parlay. Um, I'm going to talk about this a little later, but the Lakers, I think, I don't think LeBron lets them lose five in a row against the Portland. So I like the Lakers money line. I like, uh, the, I don't know if I can bet on the Lakers right now, man. Lakers look tough, man. 
All right. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a good stop for the Lakers to bounce back. I think if you're looking for a fun aspect of the parlay, maybe OKC at home. I like them a lot. So let, let, let me get a little calculator here. Um, Four-team parlay, and we'll get to it later in the show. How about Lakers money line, Warriors money line, OKC plus five and a half, and Raptors minus eight and a half. That will be plus 680. Um, so if you're looking for an early show parlay before we even get to all the games, how about that? Yeah, I like that. All right, man. Got just got the tax return, so I'm trying to I'm trying to double that shit real quick. <laughs> All right, well, best of luck to you. Best of luck to you. Uh, let's fin- let's finish up the Hornets Warriors. John, do you have any player props uh, for this game? Yeah, no, I like Steph tonight. Um, he's he's a career like 49 percent from the three point against the Hornets career wise. I'm not I'm not really digging the three-point prop though because the last time you know his last his last game he only shot he only made one three-pointer and the last time I personally bet he only made two so staying away from that I'll just bet the points prop you know half a unit 29.5 yeah but how long does that last for Steph where he 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 goes one or two or I mean and so the question is is he going to get six right with the with the over five and a half yeah, I mean, it could definitely be feast season, you know, against the Hornets, right? Against his dad's old team, so. Yeah, against his dad's old team, and, and the one of the worst teams in the league at defending the three-pointer. So, something to watch tonight for sure. But It is uh, plus I, money. It is plus money, so yeah, over yeah. five and a half at plus 100, I think. So. Um, yeah, I'm going to think real uh, serious about betting that. All right, let's go back to the... Uh, early games and uh, work down from there. We have the Indiana Pacers at the Boston Celtics. Celtics minus two and a half. I'm seeing a total of 219. Uh, I think everybody would have thought this was a matchup people would be really excited about watching tonight. However, uh, both of these teams have really been struggling, although they're right around the same uh, same record against the spread and straight up overall. I don't have like a hard lean on this. Both of these travel teams have been struggling with uh, without Smart and the, the Pacers ha- having lost uh, Oladipo, not getting Levert back due to injury. TJ Warren is uh, still out. They've been having trouble putting up points from the backcourt. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, Andrew. Andrew, do you have a lean on this game? Or yeah, did you want to ask I'm, I'm about something here. else. So here I'm leaning Celtics. I think that Tatum is going to come in hot. Uh, like you said, both teams struggling without Smart. I'm looking to see Tatum take on a bigger role today. Uh, no, not a lot of people to guard him, especially with Warren out and the Pacers looking slow lately. So I'm leaning heavily to the Celtics, and I think Tatum has a huge game. Uh, so if if you're interested in props. I would look into those Tatum bets as well. Any worries about the Pacers' defense? They're, they've been struggling. They're still a top 12 defense. They're a top 12 defense, but like you said, Warren is out. Oladipo is struggling. I mean, the Pacers are not the same Pacers that we've seen get them to that top 12 defensive ranking. And for that reason, I don't think they show up today on the defensive end, especially with Tatum taking on a bigger role uh, as Smart's on the bench. Yeah. 
Yeah, but they've had the, the the Celtics have had some trouble with playmaking uh, with Smart on the bench and with Kemba banged up. But I hear what you're saying. I definitely I I, I think it's a toss up on this game. Uh, but uh, we'll have to definitely let's see what the other guys think. Munaf, where are you going with this game? Um, yeah, this is a this is probably a stay away for me. But uh, if I had a force lean here, I'd probably go with Boston at home and kind of in a bounce back spot. But I really like the over in this game. Um, uh, Boston is ten and six after a loss uh, to the over. Indy's eight and six, so that's kind of playing into. And these two teams did play in that mini series earlier this year. Uh, they both split uh, one game each, both one straight up and on against the spread, and one game went over, one game went under. Um, yeah, and I agree with Andrew there that Jason Tatum may have a big game tonight uh, for uh, Celtics. Uh, in, that, in those two games that they played previously um, in the season, or earlier in the season, sorry, he averaged uh, 26 points and 11 rebounds. So this should be a good bounce-back spot for Tatum tonight. I like that. I like that. Uh, okay, Zach, where are you going with that? Yeah, I, I actually uh, – I really don't know what to make of the Celtics team. I think the obvious – I mean, they're 15 and 17, right? It's, there were 32 games in, like – you want to think that water always finds its level, but you know, how good of a team are they only a plus point four point differential. So I think I'm just going to trust my gut here. I'm going to go with Indiana money line, um, you know, in Boston tonight, I think Boston's continuing to struggle. A lot of bad vibes kind of coming out of their camp. Danny Ainge saying we're in a rut, Brad Stevens saying that it's been tough. You know, I don't think that Boston gets right before the all-star break. So I think, Indiana, I mean, they're right there with Golden State. I think they're kind of still trucking along. Um, I like their team, so so I'm, I'm going to go with the money line here. I think they might be the better team right now. Any concerns about the fact that Pacers have lost eight of their last 12? Brogdon has really been struggling ever since Oladipo went out, uh, and he just hasn't had the, you know, the, the strength on the wings to pass out to. Yeah, you know, I, I don't 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 necessarily feel like Indiana is that great of a team. Uh, three games above 500 on the road, I like to see. And Brogdon did play well in that game against Golden State. He had 24 points on 50 uh, percent shooting. I, I like them bringing Justin Holiday into the starting lineup, so I think he can be a really good option on Tatum and Brown tonight. Although, I do agree with Andrew that Tatum's usage will be high tonight. But um, yeah, I just I, I look at this like a coin flip, honestly, and so I, I will uh, go with the dog. Yeah. Um or yeah, I like I like the angle of taking Pacers money line with the plus money. Uh Jong, what do you got for this game? Uh Jalen Brown over four and a half uh, assist. He's uh he's hit six straight on that number alone and I wanna ride that streak tonight. Over four and a half assist. I like it. I like it. Okay, let's move on to Houston Rockets. And then and if anybody else wants to uh throw out some picks or ask questions or maybe talk about a different game. Uh, we're happy to go back if we've already talked about it. So just request to speak. We'll bring you right in. Uh, Rockets, Raptors, Raptors minus eight and a half. I'm seeing a total of 221. It's been a real fall from grace for the Rockets team since they look like the little engine that could right after they traded James Harden. But with Christian Wood still injured, they're on a nine-game losing streak. Munaf, this is your team. Where are you seeing with this game? Yeah, it's it's got to be Raptors or, or nothing here. I mean, this Rockets team is just struggling right now. I mean, guys being in and out of the lineup, uh, Christian Wood is is uh, 
I mean, the biggest thing, uh, biggest player on offense for them. And a guy that gets inside that can get easy buckets and rebound and block shots for you. And when you're missing a guy like that, we're seeing it, right? They've lost nine straight here. Um, so a real struggle for the Rockets right now. And Toronto seems like they're kind of turning the corner here. I know they're coming off a, of a loss, um, two losses here. But uh, I, I think it's a good spot for Toronto here tonight. Um, I'm not sure there's enough on the defensive end. For the Rockets, so with all the playmakers that the Raptors have, with Van Vliet and Lowry and Siakam and Ananobi, so um, I like the Raptors here tonight against the Rockets. Yeah, um, I, I agree with everything you're saying. The uh, The Raptors are weakest at the center position and defending the rim, but with Wood still out and with Cousins gone now, I'm not sure how the Rockets yeah. can es- exploit that. And uh, over the last three games, Rockets are giving up 52 points in the paint. That's bottom seven in the league. And as much grit as Tucker and Tate have shown, they're both 6'4". And they're going to be going up against 6'9", Siakam, and 6'7", Ananobi. So I actually really like a uh, the over on Siakam's 34.5 points, rebounds, and assists. He only played 24 minutes in their last game. only had five points. But that was against the Heat with best teams of defending in the paint. So I, I like Siakam to bounce back tonight. Yeah. Uh, I did like the Raptors in the first quarter here tonight. Uh, they are 14-3 and three at home or in at, in Tampa. 8-2 uh, and two in their last 10 with the .5.4 uh, average cover in that game. And I know Terrell just mentioned that also. So that's uh, that's a play for tonight, Raptors first quarter. Absolutely. I like that too, Terrell. Uh, Zach, where are you going with this Raptors-Rockets uh, game? Yeah, boys, we're, we're in absolute lock, lockstep on this game. You both said exactly what I wanted to say. I really like this game. I like the Raptors in the first quarter. Uh, Munaf had it hit the nail on the head with that trend. They're going to come out. They, they, you know, they, they had a tough back-to-back losses here coming back home. They've been great at home. And then Siakam. You look at this this Rockets defense, they let up uh, 8 of 14 to Wendell Carter on twos and 8 of 9 to Thaddeus Young on twos in their game against the Bulls two games ago. Um, then you look to one game ago, Jared Allen went for off for, I think, 28 points on 11 of 12 shooting, if I'm correct. Um, so I think Pascal will get to the rack at will in this game. So Pascal Siakam, I, I was going to say over 21 and a half points. Uh, that's right on his average in the last 10 games. Uh, 21 points or the points, rebounds, and assists prop that McKee threw out. But really, really, really like this game uh, with Raptors first quarter and any angle you can get at Pascal, maybe even Boucher angle. Um, This Rockets defense cannot defend the interior. And you've looked at inferior players to Pascal in their last couple games, just getting whatever they want at the rim. So, um, yeah, very, very interested in this game, and I know it uh, looks like we have a bunch of plays on it. So Siakam, Raptors first quarter, like the Raptors, Raptors money line for parlays, uh, good spot. Great. Uh, John, you got anything on this game? You like that? Uh, you like Siakam props? You got other props you want to throw out? Yeah, no no props here. Um, just a side. I'm definitely taking the Raptors minus seven. You know, Houston, Munaf said nine straight losses, one and eight against the spread. They aren't, yeah, they're not. They're not that good. However, I'm not going to slander Jay Sean Tater. Not in front of Zach here. So definitely yeah. definitely go hit the, the Raptors minus seven here. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. And that's enough yeah. shitting on my team now, okay? Okay. Let's stop <laughs> shitting on Houston. 
Uh, let's move. We can uh, shit on my team if you guys want, although I do like them tonight. Phoenix Suns minus six and a half at the Chicago Bulls. Uh, I'm seeing a total of 225 and a half. I think the Suns bounce back tonight after losing a close one to the Hornets on Wednesday. Uh, for the Bulls, Marketing and Otto Porter are still out. Suns are don't have anybody on their injury report. They're completely healthy. Uh, also, like one angle I like to look at tonight. The Suns started off as a slower pace uh, team that was going under a lot, but they've hit the over on their game totals of the last five. They've picked up the pace, and the uh, Bulls are seventh worst uh, at giving up points in the paint, seventh worst most points to opponents this season. They're giving up over 115 points per game. So I like the Phoenix team total over 116. Uh, they've gone over that in eight of their last ten games. So, uh, Phoenix team total over. What do you think about that, Munaf? Yeah, and that was a play that I had written down for this game was was the Suns team total. So you you pretty much hit everything on the nail uh, hit on the uh, nail on the head there. Uh, um, yeah, you also want to might look at the over in this game also. Um, in non-conference games for both of these teams, uh, Chicago is 12-4 and four to the over. Phoenix is 8-4 and four to the over. And then uh, against the spread here, uh, Phoenix is 8-4 and four in non-conference games. And I really like them after a loss here to kind of bounce back against a, a young Bulls team. I know they're playing well, but I think um, Phoenix uh, will play well on the defensive end and, and uh, get that W here in Chicago after a tough loss against uh, Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, Terrell just threw out Suns first quarter minus two and a half plus 100. I like those odds. I like that play Terrell Suns first quarter. Zach, you got to lean on this game. Hey, yeah, uh, definitely uh, going to be an interesting game to watch here with how well the Bulls uh, young backcourt has been playing going up against CP3 and, and book. Um, don't have a great idea on the side, but I do like uh, Wendell Carter. Uh, he's a guy I've been really enjoying recently. He's been starting to play a little better coming back from injury, back to back double doubles, uh, you know, going up 18 points and, you know, over 10 boards. Uh, so I, I do like Wendell Carter over 23 and a half points, rebounds and assists in this game. Um, you know, not a don't know much about his history with DeAndre Ayton. No, they're similar age, so probably pretty familiar with each other. Um, but I, I do like Carter to have another big game here. So over 23 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. That's minus 105 uh, for Wendell. Nice. All right. I'm going to look at that. Uh, John, what do you got for this game? Uh, I, I like uh, the over Suns total, 116. Um, the Suns have hit, you know, eight out of nine of that, of that number. And I think I like DeAndre Ayn over 11 and a half rebounds. I think the full kind of Zach, struggle. are you eating? Sorry, okay. I was chewing an ice cube in my iced coffee. I... <laughs> no, John, um, what do you got? Sorry. None of DeAndre Ayton. Um, I'm seeing right now over 11 and a half rebounds is what I see. Um, minus 112. So I, I don't mind that just because I, I don't think the the Bulls are that great defending, you know, just kind of front court player. So. Yeah, they're not great. Uh, they, yeah, they're not great at defending the pain i think i mentioned they're like seventh worst in the league um however ayton's been a little hot and cold with these rebounding props uh though he is averaging 12 rebounds a game so that's right right in his number this season 
I think the angle there is, you know, while the Suns play slower, the Bulls do play fast. And so mm-hmm. fast, you know, just more opportunity. So that's yep. my angle there. I get that. And, and the Suns have started to pick up their pace recently, too. So I, I do like that angle. Um, all right. So it looks like we're all in lockstep with the Suns here. Uh, let's move on to the Sacramento Kings minus one and a half at the Detroit Pistons. God, two sad teams right now. Um, I'm seeing a total of 227 and a half. Uh, I mean, Luke Walton punching that clipboard out of his assistant's hand after the last loss that was interesting i think uh luke walton is not long for being the coach of the sacramento kings which we had thrown out earlier in the week as uh, a favorite of next coach fired at plus 300 still like that if you can still find that in any books uh moon what are you thinking about this kings pistons game yeah, as soon as I saw that the, the the Knicks were were pounding the Kings last night, we had mentioned this in the Slack channel about Luke Wong getting fired. And I think this game is everything for the Knicks here tonight. I mean, they're facing one of the worst teams in the league and in the Eastern Conference. Um, I think that if the Kings lose this game, we might see Luke Wong gone here over the weekend. That's just personal opinion of what I think. But... Um, I, I'm, I'm leaning with the Kings here to respond back after losing to the Knicks last last night uh, to see if these guys play well and 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 bounce back. So I'm leaning here with uh, Kings minus. I locked it up at minus one last night, so I think it's up to two right now. Um, and I think this 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 is probably the game of the year for the for the Kings uh, here early on before the All Star break. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they've had nine straight losses. They've got to win one soon. And the Pistons seem like the team they'd be able to beat, especially because I'm seeing that Sadiq Bey is uh, questionable. He's been really good for them lately. Uh, Jeremy Grant missed the last game to rest. So maybe we look at some Jeremy Grant props tonight since the Kings can't defend anybody. Uh, I'm not seeing any props listed yet. I think there's still some question marks on who's playing tonight. Uh, Zach, what do you got on this Kings-Pistons game? Yeah, I think this is a really interesting game. I, I do agree with uh, Munaf. You know, it's it's this is a game that the Kings kind of have to go out and win. That being said, Pistons also coming off a five-game losing streak on the road. All those games had some health issues, too. They come back home where they've been pretty good in this spot, right? Short home dog against, you know, a mediocre to not that great team. So don't really trust either direction. I think Pistons team total over might just be something worth firing at with how bad this Kings defense has been. Um, that is at one twelve and a half for Pistons team total over. I think there's a, there's a good shot of that. Hopefully Sadiq Bay plays because you get his spacing on offense. Um, you know, I, I would lean with the Pistons just because I, I struggle to uh, want to take the Kings as a road favorite right now, even though the Pistons have been pretty bad. They, they've been frisky. Yeah, I hear that. Um, all right, John, what do you got for this game? Is there an injury report on Jeremy Grant today? Uh, I'm not seeing him on the injury report. I think, yeah, yeah, he should be playing. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, no, I don't mind that. I don't mind what Zach said. The over 113 on Detroit. I think that's uh, that's attackable there. So just that over 113. Very cool. Um, All right, just a reminder: if anybody else wants to jump in uh, in the chat, we're happy to bring you on in. Oh, Shane, just. Listed in our discussion, Grant, 22 and a half points over. Okay, so there are some books listing player props now for this game. Uh, Munaf, what do you think about Grant, 22 and a half points uh, over, under? 
Can you hear me? Uh, now I hear you. What's up? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, 22 and a half. Yeah. I mean, but why not? If, if we don't know if Sadiqi Bey is going to be playing tonight or he's so questionable, but uh, Grant coming off a day off, he should be fully rested, ready to play ball against a, a tour or a really bad uh, Kings defense. So um, I don't see why not. That shouldn't hit unless he just has a back shooting night. You know, I know we've been riding Grant here uh, in, in the Slack channel. So uh, said 21 and a half or 22 and a half. Uh, 22 and a half. Yeah, regardless, I think he should at least get 25 here tonight against against a really bad Kings defense here. Like that. I should mention that Whiteside is questionable, and I'm seeing rumors that they're looking to trade him. Uh, not that he's been a big factor for Sacramento this year. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the LA Clippers minus six and a half at the Memphis Grizzlies. Really weird game last night between these two teams. Memphis blew out the Clippers. I don't think anybody saw that coming, even the biggest Grizzlies fans. Uh, no way the Clippers don't bounce back tonight, right? I mean, Memphis held them to 94 points last night. I didn't watch much of this game, but uh, Zach, what are you thinking for this Grizz Clippers game? Yeah, it was definitely a really sluggish effort for the Clippers last night. They, you know, PG didn't really have it going, and Kawhi wasn't really in the mood to take over. Um, their bench got killed too. So, and, and the, the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies were good. The Grizzlies are, you know, they're a fourteen and fourteen team, and they kind of play like a fourteen and fourteen team. You know, you you got to actually be a good team to beat them and play well. I think the bounce back angle is, is ripe here. So, um, you know, six and a half that 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 seems like a lot to lay on the road, especially with with how things went last night. Probably, you know, do you want to use a road favorite money line and a parlay? I don't know. So, I would lean with the Clippers, but this is probably not a game I'm interested in tonight. Got it, uh, Munaf. What do you think for this game? Yeah, I, I think this is. Um an angle where I want to take a look at the Clippers team total here tonight. Um, I just think they had a really bad shooting night last night. They're putting up the stat box here. Um, yeah, they shot about 40, 48.5% from the field, um, 35 from three-point land, and um, they got out-rebounded, out-assisted. So uh, this is, And they had a, seven more um, turnovers than did Memphis. So... Um, Points in the paint last night, you take a look, 72 to 24 last night. That's incredible to see. So I think we see a better defensive effort from uh, Clippers tonight, um, giving up 122 in a good bounce back spot. I was trying to calculate uh, what the Clippers have done as far as scoring points here off of a loss, uh, just roughly 135, 116, 119, 113, 121. So they're they're bouncing back after a loss. Uh, I'll I'll fully calculate it and drop it in our Slack channel. But uh, Clippers team total might be something that I will be looking at tonight at one fifteen and a half. Yeah, and, and Munaf does raise a great point there about the points in the paint. I'm glad you brought that up because that kind of raises a larger issue with this Clippers team, right? They kind of live in the mid range and, and with, with jump shooting, and so when they have an off night like like they did last night, you know they're really really susceptible to getting blown out or at least getting beat by an inferior opponent because they don't get many easy looks right you know Kawhi's go to he's trying to rise up in the mid range Paul George always trying to step back for 3 um you know Serge Batum every single piece on their team would rather be farther from the basket than kind of get in there in the weeds so they don't get many easy buckets so you are always relying on an element of shooting luck when you do back this Clippers team so that does make it a little bit tough on the road or in the reg- you know in the regular season spot like this so uh, that's just something to think about with this Clippers team yeah and uh- 
thanks for mentioning that because I've noticed that they they're not rated well when defending in the paint either, which surprises me a bit uh, when they have surged there. And I don't know what what are you seeing any issues with that, Zach? When you watch them play, like why aren't they able to defend in the paint? You know, I think I think Serge has that shot blocking ability, but he's not necessarily that big physical presence that can deter like actually attacking the rim, kind of like a Rudy Gobert type who like mm-hmm. don't go in the paint when he's in there. Ibaka is more like he'll get up and contest you, but you know, Zubac kind of soft as their other big man, and then the rest of their guys are all really per- per- perimeter guys. I think they've done a good job of modernizing their offense because they don't really play anybody who's a true power forward. You know, Batum and Morris are more like big threes. Um, but they're not really providing any rim protection or anything like that. So they, they've made a lot of interesting choices with their personnel. I, I really like their upside in the playoffs, but um, definitely regular season rim protection is not a, uh, not a strong suit of theirs. And on the offensive end too, they're not, they're not, you know, no one that can dump it inside too. It's all, you know, outside dribbling and, and they get, they get good shots, but if, you know, we all know shots don't always fall. Yeah. Uh, John, what do you think of for this game tonight? Not really a big fan, like you said, McKee, of, of this game. Yeah, I'm not sure. But gun to my head, I'd probably ride with the Clippers. But that's it. Minus six and a half. Really yep. uh, I agree. Uh, all right. So let's get off of that game and go to Utah Jazz minus six and a half at Miami Heat. I'm saying a total of 217. Bam and Tyler Hero are questionable right now. Uh, Heat are great at defending the paint when Bam is playing, but they're bottom three and three-pointers allowed to opponents. So if Bam ends up going, I would go ahead and jump on Utah's shooters props, uh, especially from three, uh, because I can see Utah putting up a lot of threes if uh, Bam goes and is better at defending the paint. If he doesn't go... Maybe look for Gobert props there. Um, hard to not bet the Jazz at, in any game. What are you thinking, Munaf? Yeah, I mean, Utah has just been a cash cow on the spread, right? And especially here in non-conference games, 13-3 and three against the spread um, going into the Eastern Conference. But um, like you mentioned, if Bam's not able to go tonight, I think that that is a big loss for Miami. It almost seems like a brig big brother little brother matchup here tonight and you know Miami coming off a season where they got to the NBA finals they're they're kind of struggling here I know they've had a lot of guys in and out but um one player prop I was looking at tonight was uh Jordan Clarkson here on the road um he he's, he he performs better on the road uh so far this season um he's averaging close to 18 points per game shooting 41% from three point land so um if you are looking at a player prop here in this game, I would look at Jordan Clarkson on the points right now. I'm seeing it at 16 and a half, a uh, little juice to the over and uh, possibly his three point shots. Also it's at three and a half at minus one, uh, or I see that one minus one ten on my book. Like that. All right. Uh, yeah. Miami has been starting to really turn it around after dealing with a lot of COVID and injuries guys out. Uh, they are four and one against the spread in their last five. But again, this Utah team has just been money uh, against the spread all season. Zach, where are you going with this game? Yeah, this is such a uh, fascinating game because this is kind of the ultimate. We're not in the bubble anymore. 
like line, right? I mean, this Miami team was, you know, all the rage and the jazz. Everyone thought the jazz sucked last year in the bubble. Now the jazz are a six and a half point road favorite in Miami. And this team, this Miami team was like, you know, all the talk of the playoffs. So I, my immediate reaction was I would be all over the heat plus six and a half. Did not realize the whole bam issue. He got He got added to the injury report late and then downgraded to questionable. So it looks like things are trending in the wrong direction. That kind of makes sense with a six and a half point spread. So I I will probably still like the heat as a dog, but uh, my appetite for it is much, much less. But very this this is would probably have been the game of the night if Bam is in. So hopefully he is. Yeah. Uh, John, you have any leans for this uh, heat Utah game? Yeah, Jazz minus six all day. Six and a half or six for you? I'm seeing six and a half right six now. And a half, yeah, no, I, you know they're they're just just out of this world in terms of just hitting their threes. The Jazz are and uh, with with Bam out, I, I think this is if if there's a favorite game to attack, I like this one for me. So. Yeah, well, the public money and sharp money is in agreement with us. The uh, public's very heavy on the Jazz. And the sharp, uh, I'm saying 18% of sharp money uh, leans towards the jazz. Um, Okay, cool. We've got two more games uh, to cover, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Next up, we have Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Atlanta Hawks minus 5.5 at OKC Thunder. I'm saying a total of 227.5. Uh, what's up, Frank? How are you doing? Do you have a lean on this Hawks Thunder game, or did you want to talk about something uh, else? No, uh, hi. Uh, I, I just have a question. I'm pretty yeah. new to um, relatively new to sports gambling, mm-hmm. and uh, just trying to you know really kick the tires here. Uh, you mentioned uh, where the Sharks uh, the big money was uh, for one of the, the previous games. So my question is just kind of like a general around that. So broadly speaking. Is it better to wait until it's closer to the game, like, I don't know, 30 minutes to really take that as a metric used in your calculation of, you know, how you bet when it comes to, like, sharp money? Do, like, the sharp guys wait until, like, I guess get all of their own, uh, um, you know, inside information in before they bet, or do they kind of just bet whenever? Well, uh, I mean, it really is a case-by-case basis, but if you start seeing sharp money come in heavy on a line, it probably means that they see a discrepancy in the line. So you might want to jump on that as well before their money moves the line, if that makes sense. Uh, Munaf, what do you think about that? Do you have an opinion? Yeah, so usually if you're looking at the sharp angle, they like to jump on the numbers early, right, when they come out. So if they're seeing that a line is undervalued, um, they're going to jump on that line early. So I think an example was last night um, when uh, the Sacramento Kings opened up as a one-point favorite. Now they're up to minus two. I know it's a very small example of, of what it is, but um, – uh, that's one of the angles. And usually sharps like to get in early, right? If you've seen that late movement uh, come. Uh, so there, I think what I learned over the past couple of years of when I've been tracking this is that sharps like to come in early and then they like to come in uh, very late, close to game time, close to maybe five or 10 minutes before the game. So if you're seeing uh, when you, when you, when you see lines moving early, it's usually sharp money moving it. And then when you're seeing it at closer to game time, maybe five or 10 minutes, before the game, it's usually sharp, uh, sharp money. Yeah. Uh, does that answer your question, Frank? I know it was a little Absolutely. complicated. 
No, 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 not at all. That, that's very, very helpful. It makes a lot of sense. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah I, I would like to add to that, Frank. I think there's the two kinds of big, sharp action. You know, when openers come out and you see, like, you know, what the, what the bookmaker is making the opening line, then you'll have big players say, you know, okay, I disagree with that line. I'm going to bet this early. And then, like Moonoff said, there's the other instance where it's very late and they come in big and they come in late after the market's already kind of made its move. So I think, you know, right now we're, like, in the early afternoon on a game day, I don't know if you're really going to be able to parse out like sharp move versus not. I think it's the early and the late that can kind of give you a signal of where things are going. Obviously the late, it's harder to tail that. Um, so, but you know, at this point in the day, you're getting these half point moves. Like I just saw the, the thunder in this game we're about to talk about. And the thunder just ticked up to minus minus one fifteen on the, on the plus five and a half. So I really don't know what to make of that um, in terms of whether that's sharp or not. But if that was overnight, like Munaf said, I would probably be more inclined to it. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. And a quick follow up to that. Um, does this also relate to uh, player props or do kind of like sharp money generally stay away from that? Um, well, I, I would say that a lot of Vegas books don't do player props, uh, at least not the same way. So uh, it, it's hard to tell if the Vegas money is moving that or not. Is that right, Zach? Yeah, I was going to say with player props because I don't know where you're betting, but there's all these different plugins that go into the site. Like I know a lot of sites right now have this prop builder feature. That's the only way to get down player props with them. And they really – they really disguise everything because the margins are so big. You're usually getting a pretty bad number, honestly, all things considered. So I think it's much harder to parse out, you know, what's motivating. Like I, you know, and if it's a star player too, they'll just, they'll just bump up the line by like two points or whatever, just because they know people are going to try to go over that. So I think it's much harder in the player prop market. I think you want to just try to look for, you know, we've been saying maybe go under because there's the impulse to want to always bet over on star players or look at, you know, less, less public players, you know, I know McKee, you said like Pat Beverly, was like a player prop cash cow because no one's really looking at him as much. So there's less, uh, margin, you know, implied to protect against how much money's going to come in on over for like a LeBron James points or a Giannis points type thing. So I think it's harder to parse and the moves are, are less pronounced. It's more, you know, you're not really going to be sitting there tracking all day. Whereas with the NBA slate, you only have 11 games or whatever, usually less. And you can kind of see where everything's going at every hour of the day as you're leading up to uh tip off. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I mentioned the Pat Beverly, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook released that he was the uh, most profitable player for player props last season because he is a defensive first player and his his stats don't vary wildly from game to game. So you can really predict uh, where he's going to go. So uh, and that, that's the same case. The top five players were kind of defensive first players last season. Uh, Munaf, anything to add to what Zach was saying about the player props and the money? No, usually if it's player props, I'm the one that's usually moving the line. So when I, when I post a play, make sure you get on it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, that's facts. That's absolute fact. Munaf is a cash cow in the player props. So uh, shout out to him. He's been a killer all year. He's humble, but he he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, thanks. Good thanks question. for uh, – Real good question. Yeah, thanks for jumping in, Frank. 
Um, okay, so let's go to this Hawks Thunder game. I'm seeing no Al Horford tonight for rest. Feels like a big SGA spot. I mean, he had a career high 42 points against the Spurs on Wednesday, and I'm seeing his uh, points player prop at 25 and a half. John, you've been uh, touting SGA all season. You going with John, uh, him tonight? This is my favorite points prop of tonight. You read my mind, of course. Um, Horford is out, you said? Um, yeah, Horford is out. And the Hawks guards are not good at defense. Even worse since DeAndre Hunter went down. So I don't think they can guard him tonight. Coupled with the fact that, you know, SGA, he's, he's I've seen him attack more. Just more. And, yeah, the defense is going to be, the Hawks defense is going to be, yeah, exposed tonight in terms of SGA scoring. Yeah, give me 25 and a half. I love that. This is my favorite one in terms of okay. points. Uh, Munaf, how do you feel about that? Yeah, uh, I love this. This is one of the ones that I was considering to making it as a play of the day again. You know, we were on him um, two nights ago, and he dropped 42 for us. So, um, and yeah, like you said, Atlanta, one of the worst defenses against uh, the point guard position. And like John mentioned, he's been attacking more. You know, he had that uh, little time off with his knee injury, but he's come back and he's looking really good. And especially with Al Horford being out, I know a lot of the, sometimes a lot of the offense goes through him also. But with SGA on the floor um, and against these Atlanta guards, I, I really like him trying to t- uh, try to go toe to toe with uh, Trey Young. Yep. Um, well, you know, and John, I know uh, Capella is another player prop that you've thrown out in the past. Do we like him extra tonight since Al Horford is sitting? Absolutely. I haven't looked at the numbers yet, but um, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was. I just loved SGA here. So yeah. Um, um, yeah, something to look at for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to dig into that too after we get off this. Uh, Zach, what do you think about this Hawks-Thunder game? Yeah, I like the Thunder all day here. Um, you know, it just feels like a good spot. You know, I don't – the Hawks are 14 and 18 team. They're 6 and 9 on the road, and they're they're laying 5.5 points uh, on a Friday night. I, I don't think that's something I can get behind. Um, and, yeah, with the SGA thing, I – I like SGA. I think he'll he'll have an easy time just going at Trey Young over and over again, especially in the second half. That should be the, all the Thunder are doing. I do think it's interesting he made six threes in that game against San Antonio. So, I mean, he's shooting it really well this year. I, I still think it's an open question of, like, how good of a shooter he's actually going to be. But he's shooting 42% from three this year. You can't really deny it. Um, so, yeah, I think he has a really good chance to go over his uh, his point total tonight. And I do like – the Thunder plus five and a half here. I think it might even be a sneaky money line play. I think, um, you know, they haven't showed any signs of really slowing down. They're kind of like the Pistons of the West. Although I, I did see this line just take up to six, uh, even though, so, you know, some interesting line movement right now. Uh, but at, at money line plus 180, I think that could be a, a good take for tonight. Cool. Moon, uh, any other plays on this one? Yeah, I just had, uh, wanted to mention real quick uh, on on, uh, on on SGA. He's hit at least two three pointers in every single game he's played in the, the month of February. Uh, I know he, he we here. There's a couple games he missed about ten days of of games there, and uh, um, but like I said, uh, he's hit at least minimum of two every single night, and I'm seeing a over under on his three point shots tonight at. Right, sitting right at two at minus one oh eight. So it's almost like a free roll if he kinda continues making that two. So 
I think he'll get to two tonight and then possibly get that third one. I mean, like Zach said, he's been shooting the ball well and he's been on the attack. So um, I, I might like that in as another player prop for tonight. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that, Munaf. And I think that's that's a great point. He got up 11 attempts in that game against the Spurs from three, and, and that kind of yeah. shows. I think the, I think that, that that's kind of shows the way teams are trying to guard him. And with this matchup against Trey Young, you know he'll have plenty of opportunities and pick and roll. You know, coming up against mm-hmm. Capella, who can play some drop coverage, so you get those pull up threes off the dribble. And I think it's really. I, I was talking to a friend last night. How great would it be if you could just bet uh, player props on how many three point attempts a guy will take, or how many field goal attempts are like good passes yeah. to assist instead of actually needing all these shots to go in. You could just bet on the usage. I think that would be really fun. Um, Cause I do think you'll get the attempt. That's actually a really fun idea, Zach. And with all the sports books uh, popping up, all the competition, you imagine those kind of props are coming down the yeah, line. I hope so. Because I think we always talk when you're breaking down how you get to a, a player prop for like three pointers made or, or shooting. You're like, I think he has a really good matchup to take a bunch of shots tonight. But then the shots still need to go in for you to hit the actual player prop. <laughs> but, like, you know, it, it could be cool. I mean, obviously it's easier because you can kind of just predict the game plan without having to worry how well they end up executing it. But just a thought that I was, uh, you know, talking with. A- yeah, um, that's fun. Okay, so let's move on to our final game of the night, and then we'll throw out some parlays. Uh, Portland Trailblazers at the L.A. Lakers. Lakers minus five and a half right now, seeing a total of 222. Um, Portland have lost their last three in a row. Lakers have lost their last four in a row. Uh, Lakers straight up got punked by Utah last game. I don't even think uh, LeBron played much of the fourth quarter. They ended up sitting him. So, um I really like the Lakers tonight. I know they're tough to bet on as bad as they've played. I just don't see LeBron losing five in a row with his, you know, his whole MVP candidacy resting on it. Munaf, where are you going with this game? Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's tough backing this Lakers team right now. I'm still going to stay away from the Lakers. Um, uh, I do see that Schroeder is back tonight, so that should significantly help um, – the Lakers tonight as far as scoring the basketball. And I, I did kind of like this over here tonight of 222, um, you know, getting Shooter back and, and these guys, uh, Portland, that can knock down three-point shots and their offense has been playing well also. Uh, so, send, so the number seems a little conservative to me. Uh, so I took the over 222 on the game tonight. Uh, and maybe a LeBron points prop. Uh, if, uh, expecting him to go off tonight against a – I'm not sure – who will really be able to guard LeBron? I know they have Rob, uh, Robert Covington, but um, 28 and a half seems a little conservative for LeBron James tonight. Yeah, and I would imagine he's going to be – he's not going to be have the ball in his hand as much with Schroeder back, uh, so he won't have as many assists. He'll probably be looking to score more. Yeah, for sure. And I think he, he, he just kind of wants to get that win, like get get out of this winning uh, – uh, the losing streak that they're on. So – uh, Lakers uh, money line would probably be a good parlay piece also for uh, to match up against uh, something else tonight. Yeah, uh, Zach, where are you going with this Blazers Lakers game? Yeah, I gotta go with the Lakers minus five uh, for every, uh, you know just they're they, they're going to get right here four straight losses coming home. I, I I don't know how good the Blazers really are. You know, you still have Nurk out, so I think the Lakers really get up for this game Friday night Staples Center. Um, and yeah, this is on ESPN. You know, it's LeBron James. This is what he does. Um, so there's that. I, I will say I did see my at 
speaking of what you mentioned, the MVP race, I saw my first Giannis Antetokounmpo is the uh, why is he not the MVP favorite article last night on Twitter. So I think that narrative is about to take off a little bit. So he's still at 14 to one on bet online for MVP. I don't know. I think the Bucks are kind of going to be the new narrative here for the next couple of weeks. So that's something to think about. But going back to this game, um, Lakers minus five. LeBron has a big game. I think, uh, you know, all the uh, all the regulars here for uh, Friday night ESPN game. Yep. Uh, John, you got a lean on this game? The only lean, um, I know it's, you know, McKee said it's kind of hard to bet on the Lakers. And, like, it's hard to bet on a player prop like Dennis Schroeder. But the Blazers are so bad at defending opposing point guards. And so... Dennis Schroeder over 16 and a half points is something I might, uh, I'm looking into. So uh, I haven't pulled the trigger yet, but. Yeah, because he's not coming back from injury. He's coming back from quarantine. Safety protocol, yep. Yeah, so we're not even, I mean, we're not sure if he had, actually had it or if he just was around somebody that had it, so. And he's Um, he's hit that number, the the 16 and a half in, in the last you know, five or six, seven games. The two games he didn't, he was trash, eight points and two points. But, you know, something, you know, the angle is the Portland being bad on the, you know, defending the opposing point guard. So still still iffy, but that's that's what I'm looking at. Nice. I like it. I like it. Um, okay, Munaf, you have a parlay you want to throw out or any other player props? Um, I think we mentioned uh, I, I like the first quarter for the Phoenix Suns and the um, uh, the Raptors tonight first quarter uh, spread parlay there. But let's put together a, a a total parlay here. I know we hit one last week. Um, let's see. So I like the over here in the Portland and the Lakers game at two twenty two. Uh, let's take the over in the. Um, Indiana and Boston game, and I like the under in the Golden State and uh, uh, Charlotte Hornets game. So under in the Charlotte Hornets and Golden State, over in the Portland Trailblazers and Lakers, and over in the um, Indiana Pacers and Boston Celtics game. Great. Uh, I like that. Um, Zach, you got something to uh, throw out there? Not so. I, I will just uh, reiterate. I think this this Raptors angle with uh, Pascal, you know, going inside. I think that's my favorite, you know, angle of the night. Um, in terms of a parlay, yeah, I like the Warrior. How about Warriors money line and Lakers money line um, with the Raptors and the Thunder? How about that? Uh, you know, little 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 loss of the parlay here, but Siakam. On the player prop, Lamella Ball on the player prop, Wendell Carter on the player prop, um, and yeah, this good, great Friday night slate, great locker room session. Everybody it was really, really fun. Any thoughts on uh, Jazz money line? You want to throw in Danny uh, Parlis? No, I, I did. This line just went up to seven in front of me, so um, you know maybe that's a signal that Bam is uh, not going tonight. But don't really want to get that involved. Yeah. I hear that. Uh, John, you got any other player props or parlays you want to throw out before we get out of here? Yeah. No, um, I like the three-team parlay. It's the Oklahoma City um, money line plus 185. Um, Utah Jazz, I still like minus seven. It did go up, as um, Zach mentioned. And your your Phoenix Suns over 116. So 25 gets you around 234. So 
That's nice. nice. I like that. I like that. Uh, all right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us here today on Locker Room. Make sure to subscribe to NBA Gambling Podcast. Uh, Zach and Munaf will be back with a new episode on Monday. Uh, or, Zach, are you going to be around on Monday? Yeah, we're we're going to probably drop it on Monday morning because we're going to record on Sunday night. So uh, a Excellent. fresh one for, for the Monday slate. And then throughout the week, we have the you know other podcasts in the locker rooms. Actually, absolutely. And um, I will be doing uh, locker room still on Fridays, but uh, Zach Munaf and uh, Dan Titus, uh, another uh, a newer addition to the NBA Gambling Podcast crew, will be taking over more of the podcast. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening, and uh, good luck in your bets tonight. Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it! It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.